Welcome to The Lost Traveler. I'm your host, Henry Cameron Allen. And today we have a very special guest indeed, Tammy McVeigh. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, Henry. Thank you so much for having me. So great to have you. Now, we are new acquaintances, and uh, I was looking at your website and and checking out uh, all the things that you are, which is kind of an amazing list. You're a, a former U.S. Marine Corps corporal. You're the CEO of your company. You're a, a speaker and a high-performance mentor. And, of course, the most important thing is that you're a dog lover, and that's very special to me because of my beautiful flat Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've had a, quite a dynamic life. That's great. Tell me a little bit about it. Well, so I went into the Marine Corps when I was 17 and uh, I enlisted on New Year's Eve of all things. And so I spent four years and at such a young age, it just, it really shaped who I am. And so since then, I've, I've just taken a lot of risks in my life and uh, tried new things. And so I went on to work for an engineering firm for 20 years as a software developer. And about six years ago, I decided I wanted to do my own thing. And so I, I started my own business, uh, traveling around the world and uh, helping entrepreneurs. That's fantastic. What compelled you to join the Marines at age 17? I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> well, I, I, of course, I want you enlist. And then I waited uh, until I graduated high school. But I had the military had always intrigued me and I wanted to serve my country and I didn't come from a family with a lot of money. And so to me, college was this big expensive thing that I needed to know exactly what I wanted and uh, it didn't feel like a real option for me. And so uh, I started looking at the military. I wanted to go into the Air Force and the Air Force recruiter told me that I could be a secretary or a cook. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. And then the Marines, I thought they were crazy guys. I didn't even think about women in the Marine Corps. And I met uh, my boyfriend in high school. His sister was a Marine and she came to visit and she was stationed in Hawaii and she was pretty and she was having fun. And I thought I can do that. And so I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. And and it took you on a quite a journey and, and, and showed you the world, I imagine. Uh, actually, I, I really didn't travel too much when I was actually in the Marine Corps. Uh, I was stationed down at Camp Pendleton and uh, we did some exercises. My unit was one of the first to go to Desert Storm, but they went so quickly. They said no women in combat. And so there were about 12 of us that stayed behind. And uh, so I, I never went. And uh, it's, it was only once I moved to Colorado where I got around some adventurous friends that I actually started to travel. Uh, because like I said, I didn't grow up with money. So to me, travel was it was never on my radar. Right. Only in books or movies. I mean, I, I, I had the opposite experience. My father was a, a cultural diplomat uh, for the U.S. Information Agency. And, and so from an early age, I was traveling. And what I longed for was the Frank Capra, it's a wonderful life, small town, know everybody your whole life, you know, kind of a, an experience, which I never, I never had. So it's really interesting to, to hear about somebody who, who makes that kind of a shift and as you say, takes a risk um, to to step out into the world. I think that's something that we're all reflecting on right now. When are we going to be able to do that again? Right? I know. As somebody who loves to travel, uh, you know, I take several trips every year. And so to think like, wow, what if I can't do that for the next year or two? Uh, what would that look like? And so it's definitely uh, making me question uh, my next moves. 
How do you think, I mean, the, the subject we're tackling today is being open to, uh, to the opportunity to pivot, right? To, to yep. make a, a paradigm shift in your life, I imagine, is, is what that indicates. Is that accurate or? Yes. Like when I look at some of the, like I have had a dynamic life, but when I look at when I made those big changes, it was always when something else got in the way. And so, you know, like right now I have my own business at working from home and we're all forced to stay at home. So in a lot of ways it feels the same, but uh, there are, it, it really is a chance to go a new direction if uh, I want to, or other people um, also have these circumstances come up that they're just like, you know what? I got laid off from that job, but I never really liked it to begin with, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I hear a lot of people saying that they're they're really thinking about this time as being one that is ripe for reinvention, right? Um, and the whole purpose for this podcast, The Lost Traveler, is to start the dialogue, uh, which I'm not hearing anywhere else, really, uh, outside of the mentoring circles or, or life coaching, things like that, um, to, to think about the skills that we need to develop now immediately to, to meet this time, but also to meet the future, to be able to, to and, and this future that's so uncertain, none of us knows what's going to happen a week from now. And how do you think we, we gain those skills to, to know when the right time is to pivot, um, whether the time is right to reinvent, to sort out for ourselves what is worth keeping and hanging on to and what is is an old tape or or old routine that uh may be best on the shelf yes i think that uh you know i know right now there's also a lot of people that are really overwhelmed with their situation you know they're homeschooling and mm -hmm. uh you know stuck at home with all the family and also trying to still work some people are still working so i know it can be really challenging for a lot of people but I think taking that that pause to just take inventory of what you bring to the table. Uh, when I, you know, when I was a software developer, I could put my head down and write code all day long, but I have so many more skills than that. And so the thing that I've loved about starting my own business is I can pull in all of those things. If I want to talk about personal development with my clients, I can. If I want to talk about tech with my clients, I can. And so I was really just aware of what I brought to the table. And uh, so I think starting with that inventory. And then the second thing that's really served me is what is just keeping an open mind. When I look at all the different uh, cool adventures I've done over the years, uh, so many things I just said yes to when I didn't feel prepared. It just sounded cool. And so I think the same thing can apply to uh, career and business is that if you if you're feeling this ache for something different to really start just paying attention to see what's out there and look in places that you've never looked at before and just allowing yourself to uh, just be open to uh, something totally different that may not be on your radar right now. Yeah, I was having this conversation with somebody just this morning about how, you know, it seems on the one hand that, you know, we're, we're hearing about all the death and, and um, you know, all the uncertainty and the, the division that we're still experiencing politically in the country. And everyone's feeling, as you say, overwhelmed with, uh, you know, how how do I survive right now? There's this this 
real fear. And um, that's important to acknowledge that that is real, that people are living with that, that fear. Um, on the other hand, it, it's a golden opportunity in human history that we've not experienced in generations to be able to take a half step back and go within and, and think about, you know, who I've been, how I've treated others, how I've, what I've put into the world. Right. And, um, last week's, uh, podcast was in honor of my son, Cameron, who, who passed away from brain cancer at age 13. And, and he at 13 was conscious that he was able to leave a legacy behind. And, and I think this is a great opportunity for us to think about just that. And that's, that's exactly what you're saying is what is the legacy I want to leave, right? By, by what I'm doing in the world, what I'm projecting out into the world and, and affecting in the world. Yes. And I, I also see that people don't really see themselves as that powerful. Like when you think of legacy, it, it's easy to immediately go to people like Martin Luther King Jr. And so it, you can't compare yourself to somebody like that. But simple kind, kindness and how you're showing up right now in this moment uh, can make all the difference. Like if you're one that's just contributing to all the fear and you're uh, sharing all the news and uh, complaining about this or that, like people are going to remember that too. And so you, it's how do you want uh, to look back on this time and think like, I'm really proud at how I showed up during that crazy time. Cause like you said, we've never been through this before. And even though it happened, you know, uh, years and years ago, we are, we're also in a different age of technology. And so to have right. all that information feeding into our heads constantly, it can make it really difficult to just pause and listen to your own voice. Well, and also it, it does have an effect of, of, making the gap even wider between us um, when we have family and friends who are those people who are projecting the fear and projecting the division and, and all of that into the world. It doesn't mean that they're bad people. It means that they're, they're feeling what they're feeling. Their feelings are absolutely valid and they have a platform to be able to share those things, which they absolutely should be able to share those things freely. Um, for me, and, and I, I would love to know what you think about this. I've been sitting with this image of, uh, sort of a, a great cosmic radio. Um, we all have a frequency that we project out and a frequency that we tap into and receive. And when we're in the mood for a certain kind of music or a certain kind of talk radio, we turn the dial until we find the frequency that we vibe with. Right. Mm hmm. And if we don't find the right frequency that sits well with us, then we turn the dial until we, until we find the right one, right? And it may just be for a song, or it may be for a whole hour of, of one particular artist, right? Um, do you think that that's something that, that, that people can understand at large and, and become aware of in terms of that pivot. It's exactly what, what it is. It's, it's pivoting that dial until you find your particular frequency that, that you match with. Yes. Uh, like you said, you know, people are going to feel they want, want to feel and there's, you know, that's the human in all of us. And so if you're feeling a certain way, then you have to keep 
uh, like you said, ch changing that dial till you can find your people and your tribe that you can feel safe with and you can uh, connect and share those common messages with. And uh, I, I definitely believe that we are all energy. I, I talk about it all the time. And, uh, you know, for somebody who was a software developer, very logical left brain, uh, I'm, I'm also very aware of, you know, the, the energy and uh, some of the things that people may consider woo-woo. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I... One of the easiest ways that I can describe energy to people that have a hard time wrapping their head around it is like if you've ever walked into a room after somebody was arguing and they're not arguing anymore, but you can just feel the tension in the air. Like you just know something's mm -hmm. off. And, and so you're like, whoa, should I leave? Uh, or same thing. You walk into a room and somebody was just making out. You're like, uh, am I interrupting? Like you, it, even though nothing's happening. And so we, we have these senses all the time that we're picking up on. And right now uh, it's, you know, even though we're all in our own little islands at home, uh, that the energy that we're feeling uh, just from the inputs we're getting from social media and TV and having Zoom calls with our loved ones, uh, it's still very uh, alive and well. And just being recognizing of what you're putting out and what you're receiving is, uh, is definitely helpful. I think it's also a good time to reflect back on programming and on the old tapes that keep playing in our heads that may not be serving us anymore, um, especially when we're thinking about things like career and we're thinking about uh, how we're going to be moving forward. And those of us that, that have lost an income because our industry tanked or because, you know, people who have to uh, diminish their hours and therefore their income, people who already are struggling uh, earning a living. Um, I remember back, I don't remember what age I was. It must've been seventh or eighth grade or maybe even ninth grade. Um, we had guidance counselors. Do you remember guidance counselors in school? Yes. And you, it was a requirement. You had to go in and sit with the guidance counselor and they'd ask you a bunch of questions. Right. And, and then they would tell you what you should be. Right. They would they would give you advice on, oh, you should go into this career with your interests and with your talents and with your intellect. Right. Yeah. It was usually one or two things. But we're so much more complex than that, aren't we? Absolutely. But do, do you think that today we, we especially people in their 40s and 50s, um, do you think that we, we still put ourselves in those tiny boxes and, and limit ourselves in that way? Oh, definitely. Like when I was a software developer and I was just having this ache for a change, all I could think about was, well, if I quit this job, I'm just going to be a software developer at another company. Like I couldn't see past those blinders. And so then it's like, well, why switch companies when I have you know good benefits here and I have flexibility here? So I kept talking myself out of it. And ironically, it wasn't until I was selected to be on Colorado State Grand Jury for a year that I was uh, listening to all these different cases. And I realized how much my uh, just analytical skills applied to across all these different industries. And so it was such a gift for me. And so I think that uh, really having that self-awareness of, of really what makes you tick, what you like, what in, uh, intrigued you, but you never really pursued. Uh, I think all those things are are just really great to explore right now. And, it, you know, we're in this place where you don't have to do anything about it. Like you don't have to make a decision, 
let yourself dream like, well, what would it look like if this, or what would it look like if I went back and I took this class? And so just start to look at some of those different uh, possibilities. And we're going to take a brief pause right now to hear a word from our sponsor. Feel well, live well. Vox Life combines neuromuscular science with decades of proven research to help you achieve your wellness goals. Safe for all ages, drug-free, and with no invasive treatments, Vox Life products use the patented Vox HPT, a special tactile pattern that activates your body's neuroreceptors to reduce aches and pains, keeping you at maximum performance every day. The new NeuroVax Patch Immune System Optimizer is on special through April 27th. Visit diandinkmeyer.voxlife.com for details. That's Vox Life, V-O-X-X, Life. There are so many classes that are available for free, uh, university level at Yale and Harvard. Uh, MIT has a bunch of free classes. There are other places as well. Um, Facebook is starting to grow all of these wonderful groups and zoom calls. I'm actually joining one for, uh, drawing. I haven't, uh, I, I studied, uh, art, visual art, um, years ago out of high school, but I haven't revisited, um, uh, drawing, which is a passion of mine. I love to doodle and draw my whole life. And, um, and now I, I have the time to, to pursue those things. It doesn't cost any money. It's getting together with like-minded people and people who are masters at what they do. How do you think that just your, I mean, there's, there's no such thing as normal or average in my opinion, but somebody who may be struggling with all of these, these concepts, right? Um, how do I break through my overwhelm and, and out of this shell and, and burn those old tapes that are holding me back? Um, how do I break through right now and and start that process? Because I think there are going to be a lot of people listening who are scared and and have no idea. They lack the skills to be able to move forward. They're petrified right now. How do we help them move through that and, and break through? Well, there's a saying in the Marine Corps, improvise, adapt, and overcome. And I think that many times we we get ourselves locked into this that if i if i make this decision to go down this path and then it's wrong then i just ruined everything uh so i think just recognizing that you can always make a new decision and so if you take this drawing class and all of a sudden you're like you're really enjoying it and so then it leads you to the next step and then the next step and next thing you know you decide to switch careers and do that uh you know that that's up to you but by you saying yes to taking this drawing class, if if you just enjoy a couple of hours with people that think the same way, then that was fine enough. And so I, I think there's we add so much pressure to ourselves that it has to be the perfect right decision. And we make up all these stories in our head of all the things that are going to go wrong. Uh, I know that when I wanted to leave my corporate career, I kept thinking like, well, what if I lose my house? And it was so ridiculous and so far from the truth. Um, you know, and I know that some people are really in some dire straits right now, but I think uh, really just asking yourself how much of what you've done has been because somebody else wanted you to do it. Uh, I think being in your, mm -hmm. in your 40s and 50s, 
you there's this this comfort with who you are and you start to recognize that maybe you you went down this path because you had your college degree in it and it just felt natural to get a career in that but uh, i know that i was having this ache that i was stifling the best parts of me and uh, i didn't have a, a, an outlet for that in my current position and so i knew i had to make some kind of change permission is a powerful thing isn't it yes yes and forgiveness like if give myself permission to to go down this route and if it's not what I like or I, I'm really not enjoying it or it's not what I thought it was, because I've done that, too, uh, to forgive myself for making that decision because it really wasn't a bad decision. It was it's life. It's all life. And I think that if you allow yourself to look at it like a journey and just, you know, there's bumps along the journey and that just makes you more dynamic in who you are. And we're both mentors. This is something that we're passionate about. This is something that we're 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 the helpers in the world, right? We're we're trying to help people with these breakthroughs. And one thing that I hear a lot from my clients is, "Well, that's how I was raised." Do you hear that a lot? Uh, sometimes I have people that you know they reflect on their childhood all the time. Uh, for me, like I really just look at it like, what was the lesson I was supposed to learn in that? And then to move forward and not to keep looking backwards because we're not going that direction. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think a reflection is important, but I think it's also important to understand that, that you're not being raised that way now and that you are in control of yourself with a capital S and that every one of us has that inner child still in there right? But guess who gets to parent that child? We do, right? We get to parent our inner child, the one that's still in there, still scared, still confused, maybe more so now, right? How would we advise that child if it were outside of us, right? How would we comfort and advise? And so I think that, that this is one of the reasons that I focus a lot on life skills, these essential life skills that every human being, what is it, 7.7 .7 billion on the planet, learns in life. It doesn't matter what culture you come from or what socioeconomic background you come from, your religious background, none of it matters. We're all learning the exact same life skills, but on different levels, right? Different capacities. And where do you feel that you learned your life skills from, those essential life skills? That's a question I like to ask. Ooh, good question. Um, well, so I, I grew up with a single mom. And when I look at my independence and uh, just the way I live my life, in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. she was like that because she was... Um, you know, very strong and having to do what needed to be done to, to raise kids. But I, you know, I went through this exercise where instead of looking at my mom, like my mom, like up on this pedestal, I just looked back to what, like the age I was at, she was at the time she was raising me. And I looked at her as a woman and the decision she was making as a woman. And it, it, it made me realize that a lot of the advice that she was giving me was coming from those fears that she had and they weren't, they weren't necessarily right. my story that I had attached to anymore. Uh, for example, like she was really excited that I was going in the Marine Corps. She wanted me to travel even though she didn't. Uh, and she was always afraid of it. 
So anytime, like I wanted to go to Mexico for my senior trip and my mom didn't want me to go to Mexico. Uh, so as much as she she wanted it, she also had this struggle and um, she didn't want me to get married and have kids. And as I got in my 40s and I started to look at that story, I just realized it was because she had had kids at such a young age and didn't have that kind of life. And so she wanted those things for me because that was something she had dreamed about. And so it just it kind of gave myself just this opening that it wasn't that I didn't deserve having a family or kids. It was a choice that I made. And this is the reason why I was thinking that way. And it was a really powerful exercise. Yeah. And, you know, most of the people that I've interviewed about life skills, they will say something very similar that I, I didn't feel that I learned directly from my parents, but I learned by observing them and, and seeing that, you know, their, uh, motivations and their, I don't like to use the word mistakes because I don't believe in them, but I, I think, you know, their, their lessons. Um, most, most parents are, are deficient and admittedly uh, in the life skills that they are expected to teach. That's an, indeed the only um, source that we turn to as an expectation to actively teach life skills in the foundation years. And schools are not equipped either, in the, for the most part, uh, to teach essential life skills. And, and by that, I'm talking about communication skills and financial literacy and emotional skills and, you know, down the line, uh, nutrition. And, and, you know, these are things that we learn by observing and by experimentation. I think now we have tools, as you were saying earlier, um, with the Internet to be able to find answers in a way that we've never been able to before, right? And if we don't find it, we can put it in there. <laughs> and that's a cool thing too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, the more I think about those life skills that, you know, along the way, we're always learning. And it's there, our childhood might have shaped that foundation, but there were a lot of gaps, like we all had gaps. And so uh, it's what you do to fill those gaps and where you're getting that information from. And so I was also fortunate that when I moved to Colorado in my early 20s, I remember this uh, older woman I had worked with and she said, never take uh, financial advice from a broke person. And for whatever reason, that just stuck. Mm. And so I started to pursue personal finance all on my own, just so I could make sure that I was learning what I needed to know. And so I think. And where did you go? Where did you go? I mean, and when you had that impulse, where did you turn? Because nobody was pointing you in that direction. Yeah, right? I don't I don't even know what got me started. First, I started to listen to Susie Orman. And I know she's really conservative with finances, but it, it gave me this foundation. And then I I just started to I, I just pick things up pretty quickly. So I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. And so I just started to pay attention. And then I was investing and I was seeing what was working and what wasn't. And uh, you know, just reading books along the way or blog articles, you know, Motley Fool, things like that. And, and so, yeah. yeah. And so same I think it's, it's just that same thing. It's just like keeping that open mind, uh, you know, keep reading until something sounds like it really clicks for you. And, you know, you know, we may get it may be wrong information, but then when you make that uh, that error, then you learn and you make sure you don't do it again. So Exactly. And trust mm -hmm. your gut. 
right? If something feels right to you, then it probably is. If something doesn't feel right to you, it's probably not. Right? Yeah. So I think that we, we tend to ignore our gut instinct all the time. All the time. Yeah. And Why? Why do you think that is? <laughs> how, do, how do people break through that? impulse because that's 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 worldwide well, so i think that and this may come from my marine corps background too but i think that people are truly afraid of their own power and so if they have this gut instinct that something's off to speak up and put their foot down and say like no this is what i believe and this is the direction i'm going uh is really uncomfortable especially if you're married and your spouse isn't on board or your parents want you to do one thing uh, or there's other people that are impacted, people are afraid to really make that decision because now they're impacting other people. And so they're afraid to say that this is my gut instinct that's telling me this uh, because they don't want to be wrong. You know, we, we are uh, afraid of judgment on some level and we want to be accepted and we want to have that connection. And so to, to be really strong and stand in who you are and what you believe and going after the things you want and creating the life that you want to have. Uh, it takes a lot of courage and it's something that you have to constantly work on and build. And, you know, some days you won't feel so brave and then the next you're go going to go for it. And so it's just this constant ebb and flow, but it's that consistency of building that courage. More with Tammy McVeigh right after this brief message from our sponsor. Twenty-first century life skills warrant twenty-first century education. Every human being is born into a classroom, each of us given the same homework, the same core assignments. Personal care skills, emotional literacy, financial literacy, environmental literacy. These and other essential life skills are unique, learned and used by each of us every day of our lives. Indeed, they are the common thread in our humanity core to individuals and the communities they construct, surviving and thriving. Raising the bar on life skills education for all. This is the mission of Parenting 2.0. Visit www.parenting2pt0.org for more information. Your generous sponsorship and individual support of the Lost Traveler podcast benefits the Lost Travelers Club, a charitable project under the fiscal sponsorship of United Charitable, a nonprofit 501c3 organization. The Lost Travelers Club focuses primarily on the needs of parents who have outlived their beloved children. We recently launched our new Brain Candy Project Wing, providing art supplies to children still struggling with critical or terminal health-related conditions. We hope to raise enough funds to launch Brain Candy, an arts and literature magazine created by and for these young people. Find out more at www.braincandy.online. Thank you. And every moment has an infinite 
what I call a peacock tail of possibilities surrounding it every single moment. Right. And all we have to choose is to go from the point of time and space that we're in to a point B, just pick one, pick the one that you feel in your gut is the right way to go. And if you arrive there and you're not feeling good, you're not feeling safe, you're not feeling comfortable. Guess what? That moment is also surrounded by an infinite peacock tail of possibility. And you get to choose another direction to go in. Right. That is our power. And I think a lot of people, you know, I, the, the fear of one's own power is something that I hear talked about a lot. And I think it's absolutely right. It also takes recognizing that you are powerful to have that fear. And I think a lot of people are missing that piece, too, to understand exactly how powerful, indeed, each of us is individually. Go ahead. Yes, like it really ties in what we were talking about, about making that decision and then knowing you can always make a new decision. And um, like one example for me is uh, I was unhappy. I wasn't in the shape I wanted to be in. So I decided to hire a personal trainer. That was one decision. Uh, I, the woman I was working with, she was a ball of fire. She got me really excited about health and fitness. So I decided to get my personal trainer certification. That was another decision. But then I knew in my gut, I didn't really want to be getting up at five in the morning and training people before I went to my corporate job. So I hear I had this thing that I wasn't really doing anything with. It was more for my own knowledge. And then when I started my business, I pulled that in, but then I found I wasn't really enjoying it. And so I, I ended up just scrapping the whole wellness side of things in my business. And so, uh, but I, each step along the way, I was evaluating, like I was looking at that peacock tail and figuring out like I could do this with it, or I could do this with it, or I can choose not to do anything with it. And that's ultimately what I did. And that could be really frustrating and overwhelming too, to know that there's an infinite amount of possibilities, right? Oh, yeah. In order to make that pivot. And so with, with the next, you know, 10 minutes or so that we have left, let's talk a little bit about practical tools that people can walk away from this uh, podcast uh, episode with that can help them sort of gauge in a safe way in, in this fearsome and fearful world that we're in right now, this uncertain future. How do we empower them to pivot freely and turn that dial and, and follow a path of their own choosing? How do we do that right now? I think that to, you know, look at that peacock tail that's right in front of you and start evaluating, like look at like what are the pros and cons of each direction that you could possibly go and ask yourself, like, what's the worst case scenario? Like, I know when I wanted to start my business, I was really afraid because I was walking away from something I'd been at for 20 years. And all of a sudden, my best friend said, what's the worst that happens? You get another IT job. And for some reason, that was like a big light bulb that went off for me. And so I think to look at that each route that you could go down in this moment and think, OK, well, what is the worst that could happen? And, and look at it from a factual place, not necessarily, a you know, I'm going to lose everything because you're going to pivot somewhere along the way if things start going south. Uh, so I think just the, the good old fashioned pros and cons list is is really uh, the best. And then to take your time, like. To do that, get all the information out of your head and then go for a walk. Like, just think about it and let yourself dream. Like, what would it really feel like in that? Because we forget that how we feel is such an important part of our happiness. 
And so to think, what would it feel like if I were doing that thing? Absolutely. The imagination is, is limitless. And, and that is, I think the gift of this time, you know, all of the, the hard stuff aside, right. That we're all struggling with and we're all fearful of the gift in all of this is that we have this moment to engage in our limitless imagination in a way that we might not have been afforded. Uh, I'm, I'm in a creative world. And so I'm surrounded by imaginative people who are always thinking outside the box. But I think most people are not. I think we are all creative. I just don't think that we are all uh, proficient in the ability to engage with that inherent creative spirit that each human being has. Um, I, I, like you, I, I, I always come back to uh, evaluating what's the worst that can happen if I take a risk. For me, the worst that could happen to me has happened, right? And that's my measuring stick for everything that came afterwards, right? If I could survive the loss of my only child as a single father and move beyond and through, right? Then bring it. I can get through anything, right? So I, I encourage those people listening right now who are sitting with this question of, of how to break through and how to move forward to, to really think about and, and reflect on your past. Yes, we can't go back. There's no time machine to take us back into the past, except for our imagination. And we can go back and we can revisit a moment and evaluate what's the worst that has ever happened to me in my life and use that as the measuring stick for everything that's going to come. You survived that, right? Everything that's happened to you in your life, you have survived a hundred percent. And the odds are pretty good in your favor that you'll survive whatever life brings you next. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> because the thing is, is like when things don't go your way and you're really in the muck, it doesn't feel good, but those are the things that make you, uh, stronger than ever. And so when things uh, start to go well and some challenges come up, you can handle them like a champ. But I think that we all have to, uh, you know, look at those moments as gifts because they, you made it through and it's made you who you are. And just knowing that if you make a decision and it's not quite what you wanted, then you're tough as nails and you'll just make a new decision. And you can also ask for help if you get lost. There are so many ways to ask for help, right? To seek guidance. My son used to say, Cameron, he used to say, if you want something and you don't ask for what you want, you have a 100% chance of, of not getting it. But if you ask for what you want, then you at least have a 50% chance of getting it. And aren't those much better odds? <laughs> Yes. And the thing is, is like right now, like people, for the most part, they want to see you succeed. Uh, I know that, you know, we all have some challenging people in our lives, but for the most part, they want to see you succeed. And so if you're just like, hey, this is the thing I really want. And here's how I need help. Do, can you or does somebody or, you know, could possibly help me or have a conversation? And so I think we're afraid to do that. But the beautiful thing about this happening on such a global scale right now 
is that so many people are considering making huge changes. And so what you decide to do isn't going to stand out that much. Um, it, it's not going to shock people if all of a sudden you decide to go down an entirely different career path. Yeah. Yeah. We're flattening the curve in many ways, more ways yeah. than one, not just with regard to this virus, but also with regard to uh, the, the the world consciousness and, and those of us who are, you know, sitting in this place of looking at the whole thing saying, wow, this is leveling the playing field a little bit, isn't it? Well, absolutely. Um, yeah, because I, I do, I think that it's putting us, it's all taking us back to our roots of just that pure human feeling, emotion, connection, sitting at home, all these things that, uh, you know, before we really looked at exploring the world at large through social media, media or through actually traveling, that we're at our roots right now and we're forced to reflect on our lives and our situation is uh, it's 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 a beautiful gift. It really is. I agree with you. And with that, I would love for you to share your website and how people can get in touch with you if they want to reach out and ask for help and ask for guidance. Uh, through your of course. Uh, so my website is uh, TammyMcVay.com. So it's T-A-M-I-M-C-V-A-Y. And I, I'm on all the social media channels. Uh, I primarily hang out on Facebook. And so it's just Tammy uh, McVay Mentor over there. Wonderful. Well, one mentor to another. I really appreciate your taking the time to come and be on The Lost Traveler and uh, join uh, Thank this you so much for having me. I, I love your message and what you're doing. And so it was an honor to be a part of it. Thanks, Tammy. And okay, we'll be you. in touch very soon. been listening to The Lost Traveler with Henry Cameron Allen. For more information, please visit www.henryallen.org. Thanks so much for tuning in, and let's all keep striving for a better world. Thank you. <laughs>